Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. If you got questions or maybe answers, we'd like to hear from you. Why don't you send us an email at colonyconfidential.com? Even if you wanted to call us names, it's okay. You know we're going to get back at you. But anyway, it's more of an information network. You got a problem? Customers, pricing, buying stuff. Send us an email at colonyconfidential.com. The key with COVID to understanding is not panicking like we did in March, right? We panicked. We didn't know what's going on. Well, we know more. Now, well, we know more, and we know the population that's truly at risk for death, right? It's the older population. It's people that have... It's poor people. Right, but I'm just saying, we know that. So, like, if it spikes, right? Let's just say it spikes. At some point, you're gonna. It, there's going to have to be... A logistical way of looking at it what population did it spike in did it spike in the elderly population they're gonna have to trace it and track it with what they're doing the right way because if it's only killing the people that we know then that's one thing and we should not necessarily panic at that point because we know that's what's going to happen and then look at why is that happening what's going on with that population now kids are being affected at this age what's going on is it kids that had underlying issues or is it normal healthy strong people right so to put it in pest control terms, we're going to have to truly figure out the LD50 of each demographic, right? Right. You're going to have to figure out from ages 55. That's, and, a, that's a little high, LD50. <laughs> no, but I'm just, you understand what I'm saying? No, but that's what we're going to have LD3%. to. LD3%. Right. But that's what we should figure out, right? If we know this is going to happen, no matter. So this is the thing. No matter what, if we open up, this is going to happen, Right. Um, there's never been a vaccine for the flu or anything similar to these coronaviruses. So the fact that we got my flu shot, right? But if we get one, Did you get yours? Not yet. What, what is it truly going to mean? There's just there's so much stuff that goes into it. But the the idea is to try not to panic when the second wave comes. You're not going to get anywhere with panicking. Like the first the first one, he did the right thing, telling me you're going to assault me if I came back, and. Um, had another great two months down here after the first two weeks. First two weeks, I was in the pool. I was watching. Uh, uh, nobody wants to hear about your bullshit luxury lifestyle during COVID, okay? You had a great time. Everything was good. You had two weeks of fucking insanity in quotes in, yeah. a, in, in your own private pool, in your own, your own Shangri-La. Uh, but okay. for me, I, it's funny because COVID, COVID changed a lot of things. It changed sleeping habits. It changed a lot. But... For, I would say, two months, it was like every day you would get up probably anywhere between four and five and just, and literally try and figure out how you're going to get through the day. How many guys called out sick? Who was afraid? What restrictions are now? You know, I, I think I one morning from 5.30 in the morning till about 2.30 in the afternoon, I was back and forth with multiple customers. The first one was, don't send anyone today. And then I respond, okay, wait, here's what we're doing. All right. Wait, hold on. Wait. And it was back and forth. Like what they didn't know, nobody knew what to do. And it was it was insanity. That for happened it. before with a different thing. You walk into a place, hospital, nursing home. Get out. Get out. They had that, what was that inspection they had? Uh, either joint commission. Yeah, or- joint commission. Say, get out, get out. I'm like, you told me they were coming. Everything's cool. Get out. You're driving away. All of a sudden, call, they want you to call. They want you to go back. They go back, what are you doing? No, they wanted to know who's the exterminator, what does he do? We told him, oh, he's here somewhere, we'll get him to talk to you. I'm like, these assholes. Yeah. You, you talk to the guy, then you meet him on, it happens like two or three times, and he goes, oh, Mr. Sheehan, check me. It's okay. I'm like, 
Okay, fine. Yeah, it's, but uh, you know what? It, it is what it is. That's why we make the big bucks. Do we make the big bucks? Yeah. Oh. I, 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 the first time I wrote out a check for fifty grand, I'm like, hmm. And then I thought for a while, I go, shit, I should have got double. Back to Amazon, real quick, right? Yeah. So you don't like paying shipping? I recommend Amazon Prime, because then you're not supposed to. Pay I don't shipping. like Amazon at all. Part K. Because uh, you got a hardware store, you're going into the hardware business. You got a pest control business. You you watch it. Everything. Oh, we do this now. We do. What the hell are you doing? You know. So that's how you become a trillionaire. Yeah, I know. But do you really need a trillion dollars? Uh, probably not. Yeah. So I would I I would wish that. But it must be nice. Oh, it doesn't suck. I can't <laughs> say it sucks. Yeah, it doesn't suck. But what's happening is you got these mega companies. And um, I wish Teddy Roosevelt was president now because he was known as the trust buster. He busted up all these monopolies on the railroads and crap like that. And these guys were not, oh, we're real sharp. The, what's his name? Rockefeller. You were trying to build a track so you could get your stuff out. He had it blown up. So God knows what these guys did. And I could see if I was president, if they had uh, $11 trillion, I said, we need 10. Well, I, was, I saw something the other day when the U.S. government mandated everybody sell their gold back to the government was part of the New Deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's fucking... Anyway. So you said, yeah, I gave you all my gold. And meanwhile, you got a couple of thousand dollars in gold coins that you're not giving back. Well, you were supposed to give everything, gold coins too. And even, if you remember the paper, almost like a stock certificate. So you know gold. what? But they, so they sold it all to the government for, let's say, $15. And then once the government had everything and he built Fort Knox, he made the price of gold double. The U.S. government was sitting on the most stockpile. Anyway, but that's just another form of, of uh, government tyranny. If you really look <laughs> well, at it. But, here's the problem. But let's, let's not talk about government because that always, always gets us in trouble. Let's continue with Amazon, right? So I think it sucks that they do, you know, if you're out there and you got to pay a dollar more at the local store. But you know what the difference is? You're not online. You got a guy that knows what he's talking about. Well, here's the here's the difference. The difference is, what do you want to do in life, and and what do you just want to save a couple of dollars, um, or do you want to have an experience? And and certain people are going to live off an experience, but that's also not to say that small small businesses should not have an online presence. They should have both because you get someone. Let's say you get somebody like me and you in the store, right? Yeah. We find something we like. Do we need to go back to the store again to buy it, or can we just order it online once we know exactly what it is? Why wouldn't you buy it when you're in the store? Let's say you bought it, but let's say it's something stupid like this picture frame. What do you need to go back in the store for to get that picture frame? Because you, because that's custom made. It's a frame. So it's, it's a frame. I had to go to the shop so they could mat it properly. No, no, you're wrong. If I'm you not just wrong. if you I'm just want to if you want to put up a picture of Ed Sheehan when he was playing softball, hey, fine, you can buy it. Okay, so yeah, so there's a right. Do you need to go to a store to buy a charger for your phone? Me probably. I'd have to ask questions. <laughs> Is this does it work with this phone? Do you need to go to the store to try that hat that you're wearing on again, or once you know the make and model, I would of get a, the hat that you want. First of all, you fuck, you're a big online purchaser. You buy your fucking boat shoes online, you buy your fucking Panama Jack hats, your Indiana no, Jones No, 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 no. That's 
that hat. I oh, did, you just I, buy that shit for us, for your kids online. What, fuck fuck the kids. Who cares if they like this shit? Here, buy this online. No, that well, hat. No? Panama hat. I bought that down in Florida. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen listening, you all get my point. He just wants to argue, which is why he is who he is. But the point is, as a small business... We gotta business, bust up the monopolies. Teddy Roosevelt, come back. If if you're a small business dealing in retail such as that, you do need an online presence. You do, do need to compete outside of price. And you would agree with that. We don't compete on price. Yeah, but but the other thing, I don't get a greeting, how are you? I don't get a smile. I don't get, you know what? What if I had an online virtual assistant for you to talk to and look at? I try it. Probably screw up the computer. So the point, again, ladies and gentlemen, is to have a presence everywhere. And to shop locally. We talk about all this stuff, all the way going down to changing the, the dynamics in society is start in your community. If you live in a community, whatever community it is, and you want it to be better, you need to support it. You can't expect your your neighborhood, your community to be better if you're constantly spending your money outside of it. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay, then that's it. No. You I'm see what working. happens? He just agreed with me, but because he agreed with me, he has to change it to a no now. No. Go ahead, listen, no. Right. No, no, because I'm no. working I'm working no. for some guy that's got a trillion dollars. And I'm making minimum wage. You think he'd give me a little extra money? Because you know what I learned a long time ago? You gotta take care of the horses that are pulling a wagon. Another thing, I'm not done. Mm-hmm. Another thing, if this shit continues, you're gonna see these demonstrations are gonna get worse. They're gonna be for a lot of things. A lot of this has to do with economics, too. 100%. Nobody's doubting that. And you do have to take care of the people that work for you, no matter what. But you, So that starts in you setting up your business right. You start with the lowest positions to the highest positions, and you create what those positions are worth to you, and you figure out that's how you come up with your cost for what whatever you your service Yes, you did that. But you have to evaluate people. And you had an incident in your place where you promoted somebody... And they couldn't do the job. You were thinking of firing them, but you did the smart thing. You told them you got to go back to where you were because you're not doing this. So you have to, you want to promote them, but you have to promote them according to their intelligence. But let's go back to your job about I'm making a minimum wage. And I'm, I'm a trillion dollar business and you're at the bottom of the totem pole making minimum wage. No, no. I make a trillion dollars from the business. So it's much more than a trillion dollar business. Well, so, so let's... Nobody makes a trillion dollars a year. Okay. Jeff Bezos is not a trillionaire in the sense that he has a trillion. How much does a company make a year? The company is a trillion dollar business. Okay, so based off the stock price, right? So where does he? How much does he? He's make? the richest man in the world at like two hundred billion. Okay. Here's my point. You have a business. You set up a business for your profit margins, right? Now, these are public companies, so there's a whole nother dynamic in there because that stock price is pushed by multiple things. It's pushed by speculation. It's pushed by a lot of bullshit. And then, at the end of every quarter, all that bullshit comes to an end and get the stock price drops, or all that bullshit comes to the way you want it, and the stock price then goes up. And it's all based off if you hit your numbers, right? Yes. But here's my only point. Go ahead. You're making X amount of dollars. Has my business model changed? Have I increased my prices? Because if you increase production, but your prices are the same, that means you need more 
$15 an hour people. You might need more $150,000 a year people. So if your margins haven't changed, margins, ladies and gentlemen, why does the person make a minimum wage, which is what I've decided that job is worth to keep my margins where they are, to also make my stockholders happy and continue to profit, right? You So this goes to, let's use pest control. You have an apprentice who's not certified. That job at Colony Pest pays between this dollar amount and that dollar amount. That's it. You're capped there. If you never, ever take the test to be a technician, you never go higher than the, the top salary for an apprentice because that's what that position is worth without the paper that says you're a technician. Right, right. Now, if you go to technician, there's a dollar amount there. Regardless if the company grows to $20 million because we still there's a way to put a price on what everyone's worth and what your margins need to be. So when you raise that person's dollar an hour, it needs to raise accordingly with what you've raised your prices. Growing through business is not about employing people. Growing through business is about making money. I'm not in business to employ people. In fact, I want less employees and more money. You want your profits to be high. And when that happens, you can pay your positions more, right? If you have that model. But if you have another model, like some of the larger companies that we know that are only making 5% margins, their shit is tight. They can't raise the rates of what they pay their people. So I hear you, but the consumer needs to buy into paying you more money for you to pay your people more money. That's true. And that's part of the problem. You, New York City is a perfect example. You raise people, you raise minimum wage to $15 an hour from $11 an hour, let's say, right? So what's that? 40, 30%, right? It's $4 of 11, so it's it's, it's a little bit a little bit more than 30%. Let's call it 35%. Well, well, it's no, it's close to 38%. Right. So you raise your prices 38, you raise salaries 38%. 38 fucking percent. You're not going to get that. You can't even, 10%, you're going to lose market share. Well, so that's my only point with, with rate. I agree that people make more money, but what nobody understands is you can't raise people's wages without raising the cost of goods, which then puts those people's wages that you raise, they don't change in life. Their position in life doesn't change because even though they make it $4 more an hour, a cheeseburger costs a dollar more. The other thing is that a lot of these companies, big companies, and I would say big, most of the companies on the stock exchange, they don't give a shit about anything except making their numbers. And if they got to lay somebody off or pay them shit wages, then we got to make the numbers. I don't know the answer to that, but I know if they don't change it, something... Yeah, and that's why you have all these people that want socialism and communism because they don't fully understand what it's going to mean because... All of, all of the examples on the internet are true. And I've spoken about this in the past. If everybody that owns a pest control business makes the same amount of money, and every, every tech, there's no bonuses, there's no nothing. You make 50 grand a year, that's it. Why are you going to do your job better than anyone else? In fact, why are you gonna do the job? So there's, there was something online, and I don't know if this is a true story or not, but there was something that I read online a Yale professor had an economics class, and when she started the class, she said, nobody in this, no, I've never failed anyone in this class. Everybody's always done well, and whatever, they went into it, and there was a lot of talk about socialism. And she said that she let the class vote, and they voted to run the class in a socialistic, socialism-style way. So, basically, the first test came, 
and the average score was a B, so everyone in the class got a B. And now you have the kids that got an A plus with a B, and you have the kids that would have got an F with a B, right? Test number two comes. The average grade is a C. Why'd that happen? Because the people who sucked to begin with said, I'm not even gonna fucking study. I'm gonna get a B because of the smart people. And the smart people said, we're not gonna fucking study because fuck it, these people are dragging us down. The whole class fucking failed. The, the end result was Fs for the rest of the test. Did they go back to capitalism? Well, everybody failed the class. Can I but have... my point is, is whether that's true or not, it is a great example of what happens. Your greatest minds will stop thinking great because there's no fucking reason to. There's no reason to be great. Unless we would have to probably pivot to fucking criminal activities because that'd be the only place that you really fucking make money. To, just to be honest, like, why would you fucking do anything? So we live at drugs on the stops or something? I don't know. What we, no, we would get out of that. We would just create, like, a fucking criminal empire. Whatever. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. I'm just saying, but, like, we'd never do that because so, it'd be illegal. So, but my point is, is why would you continue to function as somebody who was a leader and even somebody, even if, like your business is growing, why grow your business if you're stuck at 100000 I get you. You're breaking your ass and this other guy that's doing shit is making the same amount of money as you. I why would it. you service your customers the same? Fuck it. So this is a quote from Winston Churchill. The inherent vice of capitalism is the unequal sharing of riches. The inherent virtue of socialism is the equal sharing of misery. <laughs> Winston Churchill, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it, it, it's, it's scary. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about politics, but it's scary to think how 2020 is going to end and what's going to happen. Um, but <laughs> I... Everybody's saying, let's end it. You know what? Let's end what? 2020. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> no, but you know what? Please. Who's, who, who knows what 21 is going to be? You better get your flu shot, buddy. All right, thank you. I'm gonna go right now and get it. I got the I got the upgraded one. You're over 55. You gotta. Oh, we don't have that one. We'll have it in two days. Okay. What is it? Oh, for people over 55, it's real strong. So I'm I'm, I'm talking to this. Just what you want to hear. I'm talking to this lady in the pharmacy. The pharmacist. I says, you know, before you give me the strong thing. I got a... That's when you were saying your arm was hurting, right? Yeah. I said, I, I got a flu shot in 71, and that's the only time I got the flu. I said, I didn't, get a, I didn't get a flu shot until three years ago. She goes, yes, in 71, they had some live virus, in, and they put a little too much of the live virus. I go, so what's in this? No live virus. She says, the worst thing's going to happen to you, arm's going to be sore for a day or two. I said, okay. Pound away. I said, Wow. That's really nice. I said, I feel it. Oh, these are these new sympath super thin needles we're using. I go, keep using them. Well, that's the thing. Like, why are we still using needles when you ever see the gun where they just shoot it into your skin? It's injected with air. I've heard. You know, of that's it. how the that's how the military does it. You yeah, get in a fucking they, line, and you just got people with she, guns. She didn't. She didn't have about five thousand guys on a line though. It goes in your arm. It just. It's like it's like a little mini suction cup. They put it on your arm, and it shoots it into your fucking body. It's gang, 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 gang. I had a Band-Aid that said flu fighter. <laughs> I asked her. She told me no lollipops. But so the other thing, too, that just to just talk about Not even COVID, a biscuit for my dog. To Just to talk about COVID and the state of economics is, is 
not to give up uh, in the very big. I will never like. I had to stop looking at social media the first two weeks of COVID as best I could because there were so many people that I wanted to jump through and screams. They were doom and gloom. I lost fucking 50% of my business, blah, 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 blah. And just like, you know, I it took everything within me not to text them and say, yo, do you want to sell and just get out? Just to be a wise ass. But like the doom and gloom, you got to get rid of it. Times are going to be better. I, 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 was, I saw another post. Think about your grandparents. Or maybe if you're in your 40s, think about your grandparents. If you're in your 20s, think about your great-grandparents. Think about what they lived through. They lived through two world wars. They lived through a Great Depression. They lived through the fucking Spanish flu. They lived through Korea. They lived through Vietnam. They lived through the fucking Iraq war. They lived through bombings, depending on where your, your, your family's from. Uh, mine from Ireland dealing with the whole IRA issue people in in England dealing with the IRA bombing bombing their trains us in America dealing with terrorists like if you're gonna go down that rabbit hole go sell about, me your business and go forgot, but get the fuck out of there you forgot about us in uh, New York City dealing with the no Lozio. yes but the, yes but that's current stuff I'm talking about think about oh. think about what your grandparents went through from if, night like so my, 9/11 yes my grandparents lived through all of the stuff that I just said and they made it and everything was okay right you get through it now if you want to if you're scared it's okay to be scared and I talked about this yesterday about taking your emotions and your feelings and not letting them take control of you and pushing it towards whatever it is if you want to be charitable push it into the charitable today's yesterday was 911 you have 911 feelings put something towards doing something good for people affected by 911 Whatever it is, take that that fear and channel it into positivity. Make it make your fucking brain work harder. Instead of working so hard about all of the terrible scenarios that you could come up with life. And we talk about this, think 12 steps ahead, playing chess, whatever. Put some positive shit in there. Yes, you could plan for the worst, but planning for the worst is truly being positive. If the world comes to an end, do I have enough guns? Do I have enough ammunition? Do I have enough food? Do I have a survival kit? That's an okay plan to have. Have that one, because that's never gonna go out of business, and I'm sure if my grandparents were alive, they'd tell you that they were survivalists throughout all the shit that they talked about, uh, certainly the world wars. But that's okay, put that plan. That's, that's, that's the 12th step, right? Then come up with all the good ones. If I do this, I can make more money. If I pivot my marketing to this, if I go into a different business, if I diversify, if I hire more people, if I hire less people, can I throw money at it and make it better? Whatever it is, you have to have that positivity. It's okay to be afraid. I tell my kids this all the time. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay. It's okay to have emotions, but understanding them is key. Why am I upset? Why am I afraid? Okay, now you know. Now channel it towards not fucking being afraid or not being that negative thing and make it positive. That's what we all need to do. Yes, we all want 2020 to end because it's been the shittiest of shit, shit years for a lot of us. But you, you have a good point. What's going to happen in 2021? So the first thing you should say in 2021, everything's going to be fucking fabulous. My business is going to grow by 80%. Then you could say, all right, maybe it's not. And then two and then 12 is the survivalist. And do I have enough guns and ammunitions and shit like so that? So to sum it up. I just was you where I went on a long tangent and talked about a whole lot I of listen. shit. Yeah. So we need to learn to turn adversity into advantage. A quote from Ed Sheehan, 1989. 
So yes, that's very true. And just remember, like we're talking about wishing 2020 to be over and 2021 to come. And we have no idea what 2021 is going to bring. Wave two of COVID is apparently upon us and coming. And ooh, what should we do? <laughs> we should continue to do what we're doing. We should continue doing exactly what we're doing, being smart, wearing the mask. I know the masks are stupid and blah, blah, blah. But to quote my 10-year-old daughter, when I said, hey, how's it going in school? How's the mask? She's like, I didn't even realize it was there. Perfect answer. A 10-year-old who two months ago refused to wear a mask and opted, I had to bring her out and basically put my arm around the mouth. She was going to sit in the car while we went to eat lunch outside because you had to wear your mask to walk in a restaurant. And now she's in school every day. Okay, it's only been three days, but she's in school wearing a mask and her exact school is normal. They got to wear the mask. But you know what, Daddy, to be honest, I didn't even realize it was there. How is, uh, how is Avery doing in school? He's good. He was asleep when I spoke to him last <laughs> night, so he wasn't able to uh, chime in on that. But we just got to be smart. Again, 2021 is not our savior Blah, blah, blah. Things are not necessarily going to automatically, uh, like a stopwatch, end uh, January 1st at 12 a.m. But we have to think positive, and we need to get away from the fear, and we need to hold our news outlets accountable for generating fucking fear. What do you think about that? That's how they sell time, man. That, you know, it's, it's, the, old, it's the old saying, uh, there's going to be heavy rain. Uh, tomorrow night, heavy rain. I know you're heavy rain. Uh, stay tuned for more details. Uh, the storm is going to go to the north of New York City and probably... Why did you tell me that in the beginning? I had to sit through your other bullshit to listen to this. Because they need to show you know, that they had it's, a 2.5 rating for the what I've been trying to news. do. What I've been trying to do with this, I listen to CNN. I listen to One American News. I listen to Fox and I still get confused, you know. I, one guy's telling you another thing, another guy's telling you another thing. The other guy seems pretty good. He's given both sides of the story. So maybe that's okay, but I don't know. No, you have to listen and formulate your own opinion and figure out what's really happening. But just listen, sum it up. Uh, season three is upon us. The world is a different place. Uh, virtual. We spoke about virtual versus in person a little bit. Um, we're going to try and get somebody on to interview from NPMA. Would you like to hear from NPMA? I know a lot of people that you listen um, have your opinions on NPMA. Would you like to hear from possibly the president or somebody else high up in NPMA? Yeah, let us know. We'll go right to the top. Um, we have a we have an agent near Washington D.C. at all times. So this is true. Um, and there's, a, there's actually a lot of good things happening with the DMV business that we have that was shut, basically shut down due to COVID. Uh, and I, did, I imagine that's what happened with a lot of startups. Um, nevertheless, uh, virtual versus in person. You have the Paul J, Paul P PJB, Paul Bellow seminar coming up October 8th to the 12th. You then have Pest World, all virtual. Again, Paul Bellows is in person. Pest World is all virtual. Then you have CO2 in December that also is all virtual. Um, you have some virtual stuff going on in the New York City metropolitan area. Um, I hope to see some in-person stuff. There was actually a rodent seminar. There's a rodent seminar that New York Pest Management is putting on. Uh, it's $175. It's about four hours, two days. Um, we were going to send a bunch of people to That's it. It's in person? No, it's not in person. We were going to have a bunch of people log on to it. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the price, 
I wanted to say, I said to myself, when we were doing it in person, I didn't pay $175 a person in person, and I got a meal with it, so I'm not paying They're $175. They're hurting for money. They didn't get Russo's. But, so here's my point. Why are they hurting for money? You pay for Russo's. You pay for your seminars, right? That's your expense, and then you make money off of that expense. But so they, they didn't don't make any money. But they didn't spend it either. So they did make so they so so there's still a shortfall. Then My you, point is, is that I'm not paying. Thing? I'm not paying more for a virtual conference than I used to pay for in person. I, I agree. I'm not. I agree with We're you. We're sending there. one person. That's I was it. just bringing to your attention that what this tells me is they're hurting for money. It it tells me that they're greedy, because I know <laughs> I know what they have in the bank. Okay. Most everybody on the board knows it's public knowledge. How much? It's not that public. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I, my opinion is is that it's just greed, um, and it's a tough sell. You tell me that I paid for Russo's. Let's say Russo's was two and a quarter. It was all day. You got you know breakfast what? and lunch. You know what? I'm going to cut you off. Shocking. Because if they really represented us, New York State. Maybe they do it for nothing because they know everybody's hurting. Yes. So, or do it at a rate where it's more, it's easier to swallow. But they, a lot of people did free seminars from NPMA to New York to New Jersey to Maryland to D.C. to Virginia. They, they did a lot of free seminars on COVID, right? Which I think was, was very good. So maybe they lost, lost money there by doing those for free. But... You can't, you, you, in, in cities and states where people are truly hurting, you, I can't justify paying 175 where I paid the same exact dollar amount. We know that you're repeating person. yourself now, Mark. Yeah, because I want to get it through to people's heads oh, because you. you interrupt with your bullshit. Maybe people forget that what I said. That was a very said. important point. What, your point? Yeah. Well, it, it was a point, but you're missing the point where who, if, they, they got their money back for Russo's because of the pandemic. They didn't secure any more physical space during the pandemic, which means they had no expense. Their only expense was expenses that they always incurred, which was the online stuff, the marketing stuff, and the cost of the executive director, right? So while they're losing money with the executive director not having money come in, dues should easily cover that. The stockpile in the account should cover that. And if you're truly an association for your people and your members, then you eat that until you can't eat it. And by charging more for a virtual seminar or charging the same price for virtual, knowing how much less your expenses are, is wrong. It's just wrong. I agree with you. And so just as an example... Six of us were gonna go. We're sending one. Okay. And I'm 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 spending more money. I'm spending at least double the one seventy five for the seminar that's in person. But it is a different seminar for it's sure. A different dynamic. Yes. Anyway, to sum it up, here we are. We're back. Season three is here. New York City. We're moving forward. Indoor dining. To at 25% capacity is coming up at the end of the month. Make sure that you go and shop and dine locally. Get out there and eat something good. And, and you hopefully know we'll you be doing a, a virtual. We are going to try and do, now that you could be indoors, we're going to try and do some kind of hybrid experience. Possibly in person mixed with virtual. What do you think about that? I need to know. I need to. I need you don't need to know anything about when it is and what time. No, no, I don't. 
I need to know a little more detail what it's about. What do I, you know, what do, what do you expect me to do? Charming, knowledgeable. What do you want me to do? Have you worked you to it be, out? We want you to be you. <laughs> well, <laughs> very dangerous. No, no, no muzzle. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's always a game time decision. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. America, all the ships at sea. We had a good time today. I hope you enjoy this because I did. Until we meet again, God bless you.